Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! said just do it so we're doing it okay um what's going on buddy um god i just forgot everything i was gonna ask you did i talk about i am greta last week no well you just said that it had come out you hadn't watched it yet i uh i thought we talked about watching it before this but we didn't discuss it so i didn't watch it yet well i thought it was i loved it I thought oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like an amazing documentary, but like the filmmakers did a really good job of like showing kind of like the craziness and getting it like kind of. She's got autism, which I didn't know. She's got Asperger's, so yes. everything that she did was like amplified, like all the craziness that starts happening when she starts this movement. Like, and she goes to visit all these places, like, just the overwhelming, you feel like the overwhelming vibe to it all. I think they did a good job of doing that. Um, she doesn't fly because of the environment. So she has to, like, take trains and stuff to everywhere. But then she gets invited to uh, the UN in New York. And so the only way to get there is to take a sailboat across the ocean. And it is a very affecting, emotional ending part of the documentary of her trying to travel and get to New York. Um, I thought it was really good. You'll like it. Okay. Uh, it did a really good job of hitting all the, the high points in her, uh, in her career, career, in quotes. Um, but yeah, it didn't, you know, it didn't really do a great job of explaining. It wasn't really about the environmental crisis. It was about someone like making sure that like lawmakers take the shit seriously. But I would have liked to have like a little bit more context on what she was fighting for. Cause like in the beginning, they're like, she, you know, she's autistic. So she just consumes information and she like knows pretty much everything there is about climate change, but they didn't really talk about what the people had to do to stop the curve. And I know that we've heard it in other news programs and other documentaries but i would have liked to have that in the actual documentary for so we can kind of like get the effect of what she's trying to to change i guess um but it was good uh, all right 
Um, yeah, that's all I. That's all I got. I watched. We we were just talking about how we talked about Queen's Gambit last week, and uh, I just finished it this morning. And very satisfying ending. Yeah, the last episode is awesome. Yeah, um, I think we talked about our buddy from uh, Love Actually's character being a little weird and not fitting for him. But yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that whole final episode, like just the shots and stuff, and the there was like this one shot where she like oversees. She's in this hotel and she oversees like the guys like planning to what to do against her in the match, which was was really weird because like why would they have the hotel room door open? I oh, know. I know, I know. That was a little convenient, but so she sees them like planning against her, like like. Because they said in the beginning of the episode that they work in teams. That's why they're so good. Uh, and then it, like, the she goes to her room, and the camera, like, goes all outside the uh, building and, like, around her, like, it kind of, like, cuts through different people's rooms to get to her. And then she, like, it comes to her room, and she, like, comes in and, like, re- replays, like, what she just saw in their room. Thought that was a really good shot sequence. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on uh, the ending? No, I'm with you. It was. It was. Um, it was great. I thought the last episode was by far the best. It was. You know, the only thing that took a a, a bad turn for me in that whole show. You know, we talked a lot about how great the sets were, and how you know we also did, we didn't talk about how good the wardrobe was. You know, both those things are just awesome, but. In the last episode, she goes to Russia, and anytime she had to go outside in Russia, their backdrop was basically like a painting. It kind of ruined. Yeah, it was very CGI. It was all visual effect. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, it was I don't good. even think it was CGI. I think it was like, a, you know, like old school, like just a big giant like sheet with a painting of Moscow. In the sixties, you could almost see her shadow against it. It was like so bad, but yeah, there was that shot where she like she gets out of the cab for the first time and she like walks to her hotel room and you can see like Moscow in the background and it was like that was all CGI, but oh was, yeah. So like there was a couple of times where they started to go out of the hotel where I physically was yelling at the TV like. Like I'm like, this is so good. Don't ruin it by trying to show us Moscow. Like I was like yelling it at the TV. I was like, just stay indoors. We get it. Everything indoors is beautiful. Like you're doing a great job there. So just stick with it. When she uh, went to the when she went to the park uh, where everybody was playing, I love that ending. Oh, so good. I doubt she's walking to the airport because that's still. I mean, imagine even in the '60s, that's pretty hard to do. No, she but, she decided. I, she I know. Oh yeah, I know. I get it. That guy, like, I don't know. They did a. I like when she uh, was on the plane and that guy was like grilling her about you know people are going to approach you to be spies and all this shit, and she's like, "What the? What do you do? You work for again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they make another season. I don't know how they can, but does she become a spy? It's a, it's just a mini series. So, yeah. um, 
But that was probably the most satisfying show, or like probably the best show since whatever we thought was the best show, which I can't remember <laughs> what they. But at least of the fall, I think that's probably the best thing to happen in the fall on TV. Yeah. So what uh, what were your thoughts on the Wizard of Oz episode of Fargo this week? Um. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was very like. It basically took a side road to the actual stories that were going on, but I really, I don't know. It was, uh, it was an interesting uh, episode. Did you hear my ding? I forgot to turn my uh, do not disturb on. I bet you you turned your on yours on, didn't you? No, I. It's it's not off. Oh well, I, I should probably. My, uh, Fargo, uh, I, it just had some of the best, you know, you even texted me because I had seen it before you did and you texted me a line and I was just dying to bring it up to you where he drive, you know, I'll just say so there, there's a character and he's driving, he's in a hurry and he's driving somewhere and, and there's a billboard and he stops and the billboard is, is like, nine tenths of the way painted and it says the future is and then they just didn't paint the last part and he comes he goes hey the future is what and he's like i don't know he's like well why don't you finish putting up the sign and he's like because if i if i put it up then my work's done and then i (laughs) and then i'm out of a job (laughs) and it's this whole philosophical of what's going to happen in the future it's just (laughs) And it's all done through the context of this sign. Yeah. It's fucking, it's just so good. And if they just left it at that, it would have been perfect. But then they come back to it later. And it's still, you know, and it's still good. I'm just like, there's just certain, there's just certain people who can just write things that you're just like, God, that is so good. Yeah. I, uh, I liked a little the, uh, the nods too, I guess. Wizard of Oz with the the guy's leg sticking out of the when he gets to the gas station. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, okay, yeah. And then uh, you know the the guy who's got like is on a breathing thing for that lives in the uh, hotel that they're at. I don't know. There's like there was all sorts of. They got a dog. Yeah, wasn't I mean that, right? Wasn't named Toto, but no, but it was hundred uh, percent. Um... Yeah, it's dude. That show is just really good. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any other notes? Um, no, I don't think. I guess the only other notes that I had are what's what's your thoughts on this week in democracy? Is there a democracy? Back on democracy. Um, I liked. Uh, the whole Kayla McEnany thing uh, this yesterday where she basically told CNN she doesn't call on activists. She didn't tell, she told our girl, our Kayla, girl, Kayla yeah, Collins. Kayla Collins. Took that personal. That's our girl. Yeah. It's just like, it was like, they're just like a mess. Like, I don't know. And then like Trump's just like, just not, going he's just not gonna concede and ever like i'm very curious to see what happens when we get to january let's just put it that way well he brought all these michigan lawmakers to the white house oh and they do you see the pictures of them drinking dumb 
till midnight last night in his hotel. Nothing's going to change. He, re- I know I he realized. They've already come out today and said. I mean, I, I don't think that he. Look, they've kind of already said what their plan is, which is they can't really overturn anything, so they're trying to make it murky. And I mean, this is what. So, the reason I bring it up is just because that that Giuliani presser is an all timer. Um, and he basically said in that that they're they're basically just trying to murky it up, so that. It has to so that they have to go to the next branch of government to decide, you know, like rather than let the courts decide because they don't have anything in the courts. So that's I mean, they so like this woman yelled out, what's your evidence? And uh, the woman that was doing the the litigating with him forgot her name. I, I, I know it because I follow this way too much. She was on actually Bill Maher last week and she was like. They're like, you're losing all of your court battles. They're like, we're not losing them. We're not, that's not us. We're not trying to do that. We're not even trying to go to court. We're, you know, they basically were saying we're trying to murky it up so that it goes somewhere else. Um, but him with the dripping hairspray, this dog just opens the door and jumps in here. What the hell is this? Uh, but the hairspray. Rogaine? Um, you can't, you just, I mean, here's the problem. They're, they're not going to pull this off. But, like, if they had – but the thing that's scary – and I was just listening to someone say this. The thing that's scary is if they had competent people, like, if they had people who were better at this, they could totally pull this off. And that's the scary thing. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. <laughs> well, at least we had some normalcy this week. We had the draft, NBA draft, and we had some free agency – all right, so yeah, let's do what we can do that first. Um, Suns are now fifth in the West. Odds to win the West. How about that? Well, it's about where they should be. They're like a five seed. Dude, that's good. Let's go. Listen, all right. Uh, it's been 10 years they haven't made the playoffs. All right, so we'll talk about this. So the Suns got Chris Paul, 36-year-old point guard, and they signed Jay Crowder today. Okay. So so that puts them in a spot to be about the fifth best team, like you said, in, in the West. So who's above them? The Lakers, because let some of the Lakers did. The Lakers getting Montrez Harrell last night. Yeah. What what happened there? I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a super interesting story. Because it's gonna go one of two ways. You know, he's he is uh his agent is LeBron's, you know, LeBron's agency. So basically LeBron's his agent. So he went to the Lakers over the Clippers for less money, they're saying. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of a problem. You know, uh, moving forward, if the best player can be like, hey, you know, I mean, I have no idea. I, I don't, I say that and then I don't know if I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a problem, but. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you got the Clippers over them, but the Clippers need to, they need to do something because they're losing guys. They're, they just re-signed one of the Mars bro- like twins for like way too much money. Um, uh, I don't know. I just oh, saw that. Like there are way other people that got a lot more money that shouldn't have got like uh, 
Gordon Hayward, four years, $120 million. I know. That's so silly. The guy, hasn't, guy cannot play a whole season. I know. Um, I wrote a bunch of these down. Darren Fox. De'Aaron Fox, $165 million. He's. I think he's worth it. I think, I think you have to, if you're Sacramento, you have to keep him. He's like, he has the potential to be something big for you. Well, I guess the big news wasn't even like a free agent thing was that Clay Thompson got ruptured as Achilles. Yeah, so it what really stinks is it happened right after the draft. So, like, you wonder if they would have done something differently at the draft. I mean, they still took the best yeah. guy available. Yeah. You had to take James Wiseman. Um, I really don't know anything. They're, make, they're making guys. a trade for Kelly Oubre right now. Well, I don't really know a lot about most of these guys in the draft. Like, to be honest, I don't know how many people did. But um, it was – I thought it was like everything else so far in the quarantine. It's like um, – it was pretty good um, the way they covered it. Like I thought they did a nice job. Like I liked – I almost liked this better. Like I liked seeing the clips. I liked seeing everybody at home with their families and stuff. And um, Cole Anthony home with Spike Lee and all that stuff. I didn't see any of it because I was working but. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, what else did I write down? Um, so Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard tweeted that he was coming back to the Lakers, then deleted it, and then a second later he was like, "Move to the Sixers." Yeah, well, that's because they got <laughs> Montrez Howell, so there's no room for him. Well, um, it sounds like the Lakers are going to get uh, uh, Marcus All. Oh really? Yeah. So that I think that's coming down the soon. Uh, John Wall wants out of Wizard or Washington because they tried to trade him again. There's and, a guy who should be allowed to. Um, oh, you know what the the big thing that happened was that fucking Milwaukee, like they got. I'm telling you, New Orleans. No, I think you're right. I was looking at that trade. I, I kind of want to back off my earlier statement. Um, New Orleans has got all for that. Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, I don't like those late picks, but um, I forgot that they, I mean, you know, they got Bledsoe and uh, what's his name? They got, you know, so they got good players on top of all those draft picks. It was, it was yeah, for Drew Holiday, who's never, like, won anything. So they um, – who was the guy? They, oh, they got Drew Holiday, yeah. And they traded for Bogdanovich. But then that went away. Yeah, he was that? like, nah. Yeah, he just was like, yeah, I'm just going to sign my well, restricted free agent tender thing. And some you guys will have to just do an offer sheet. He found out he could make more money somewhere else. Yeah. Let's also let's talk about the fact that the if Lakers, he would have went there, that would have been a favorite to win the fucking championship. That starting five could beat any starting five. I don't know. Now that the Lakers got Schroeder too. That that's that that's a really nice looking lineup. They replaced Denny Green and Rondo with Schroeder, and uh, I have to remember who the other guy is. It's just like a nice Lakers yeah. are looking good. And then they might get Marcus all too. So. Um, 
is really good. Uh, he'd be a good off the bench guy for sure. Um, um, well, what about Anthony? Davis? Um, he declined his player option on his last year. Yeah, but he's coming back. Yeah, I know. So Ricky Rubio was traded twice after the Suns. Ariza was traded three times. Yeah, that's why I have that. Oh. Okay, see? Yeah, Ricky Rubio got traded back to Minnesota. After being traded to OKC, he got paid it. Uh, traded back to Minnesota where he started. Um, Ariza. Yeah, that's about it. Those I'm looking through them all now. Oh, George Hill is the other guy that went. George Hill is really good to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm looking. I'm Is looking there a Stan Van Gundy now? Where? In New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's videos online if you ever want to see if Stan Van Gundy's got, like, awesome handle. Like, yeah. he can he can dribble. Um, the Sixers sent Al Horford to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, God. Oklahoma City is just getting rid of everything. They just got rid of um, Stephen Adams. Yeah, Stephen Adams. Where'd he go again? I have to. I have to find uh, it. This is the problem. It's, it's all happening. I think, like, Atlanta, I think. I think he went. I think he went to Atlanta or something. Um, I'm, just, I'm looking yeah, through. He went to the Pelicans. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's right. Um, oh, trying to see as part of the. He's got traded as part of the the Drew Holiday trade. I guess they added another team or something. I, I saw Alfred uh, Payton went to the Knicks. Yeah, that happened just today. Um, um, the Suns need to get the Suns need to get a guard, and they're talking like they're talking about. Um, yeah, the Suns need to get a guard. They're they're short right now. Listen, we're talking about the full league. You got your Suns stuff in. The Suns aren't the Suns aren't good. Like they're fine. They're they're just good. Let's say that. Because I mean, you basically you just signed a guy you've got like a two year window with. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, let's talk about yeah, what's going well, on. They, they need to. They do. They did that because okay. The Suns need to show people that they can get these big-time guys to come play because they want Devin Booker to stay there. Like, they don't want him to, like, go leave in free agency in, like, three or four years. Um, they want people to come there and him stay there forever. So you have to, like, over the years, like, no fucking free agents wanted to come to friggin' Phoenix because their our organization is a mess. Now they get to they can get to the playoffs, and uh, you know show people that they're a playoff contending team. And then in two years, when basically Chris Paul is out of the league, his his money comes off the table, and then they have to re up. They have to basically give DeAndre Ayton a max contract and re-sign friggin Booker. So you'll have the money. I don't know. I see what they're down. I like it. Oh, okay. Well, you 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 seem to like what they do every year, and every year they don't seem to do anything. Um, <laughs> your boy Josh Jackson went to the Pistons. 
Yeah, he sucks. Um, what do you think? Let's talk about what's going on in Houston. So, Russell Westbrook's they're trying to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Um, supposedly he wants out, supposedly Harden wants out, Austin Rivers just opted out. Apparently, everyone's opting out because they hate that the they I mean, you to- article that the uh, owner is a big Trump supporter. Do yeah. you think that that's true? Um, it might be, uh, yeah, I kind of think it's true. I mean, I think it adds to the fuel of him trying to get out of there. Like he just like uses that as a little bit of leverage. That's what I think. I think it's more of a, oh, Wesley Matthews signed with the Lakers. I didn't know that. Um, but they were trying to trade swap wall and, uh, Westbrook and apparently that fell through and that's what caused like the, uh, the because uh, I think like Houston wanted more back than just Wall because Wall is like hurt all the time and Russell, right. Um, but and but yeah, I mean I guess that's those are the two most ridiculous contracts in all of sports. So yeah. might as well switch them for each other. I saw that Fred Van Feet, Fred Van Vliet signed a four-year, eighty-five million dollar deal to stay with Toronto. Would you pay that guy over twenty million a year? Yes. Okay. I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't stay in Canada. But, but yeah, he's a really good player. I wanted him to come to the Suns, obviously, but it's not happening. So Rondo signed with the Hawks. Uh, There's about Rondo and Carmelo <laughs> staying with the Blazers. Rondo, fuck that guy. Um. So yeah, but yeah. So the draft, um, I thought it was pretty. I, I really liked the way they they did it. I like, you know, you know the drama of somebody not getting drafted and stuck in like stuck in Madison Square Garden waiting for his turn to get picked while everybody else is gone. We had an Israeli going ninth. Who was an Israeli basketball player? Oh, yeah, there? that's right. Um. But yeah, the problem is I don't know any of these people, and I I don't know. I'm shocked that the the Hornets. College took... basketball just basically shut down. So like, right? You you normally like get to know all these people in the champ in the in the tournament. We didn't have a tournament this year, so it's like kind of hard. Um. All right. right. Let's well, start on sports. You want to do the uh, our picks? Our picks, and then we can get to the Reese Witherspoon thing. Or what else do we have? Just that, right? Uh, well, we yeah, I guess we did some TV. That counts. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. So I did not have a great week. So oh, you went one and two. All right. No, it's not. One and one. I went two and one, so I gained one game on you. I'm at five hundred. You're at eighteen and eight. Um, I think I'm going to rebound this week, though. Okay, I feel good about this week, too, so let's see. All right, my first pick is the Browns, minus two and a half over the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are just terrible. Um, Carson Wentz, not the guy. Not the guy. I actually was circling that one, too. Uh, I hate betting on the Browns, but I feel like the Eagles in uh, Cleveland are going to have a rough time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm with you. Um, that team's terrible. I'm going to take um, 
I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half at the Washington football team is my first pick. Okay. Um, my Bengals pick did not come through uh, this week. No, but I, I just don't like anybody who might be like playing quarterback in uh, Washington right now. You know, it's tough. Um, no, I actually really liked that pick when you made it last week too. And uh, yeah, too bad. Uh, my, so next, my next pick is, uh, I know we talked about this and we're going to talk about it again. I can't believe Taysom Hill is starting for the New Orleans Saints uh, over Jameis Winston. Uh, however, I like them to win by more than three and a half points. I'm taking New Orleans. Um, it's going to be a ground and pound game. And Atlanta's defense is terrible. And New Orleans has a decent defense. So I think um, they're going to win this game by way, by at least a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I, I had New Orleans until they made the decision of Taysom Hill over Winston. And I, to be honest, I was thinking about it. I think that Hill may be starting, but I don't know if he'll get more snaps in Winston. You know what I mean? That may be some Sean. Well, they P- came out and said that he was playing the whole game regardless, but I don't think, like, after this game. To, well, I guess it depends on how he plays, but why? I just – James Winston's got to go somewhere. we got to see more James. <laughs> I can't believe that that's true. I was like, oh, I bet you Sean Payton's just being, like, slick. No, he came out and said it's not a, it's not a gimmick. Hmm. He's going to play the whole game. I guess you have to see if you love this guy so much. You just paid him a lot of money. Yeah, you got to see if he's actually going to be able to replace Drew Brees uh, after next season, whenever he decides to retire or whatever. Um, All right, so who's your number two? My number two pick, I had a lot I liked this week. So I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm using my fourth pick. My wild card pick. I forgot about the wild card pick. Okay. I'm using it this week because there was like, I had six games that I liked. One of them was uh, since it was Cleveland, but I'm not taking Cleveland. Um, so my second pick is going to be um, Tennessee plus six against Baltimore. I don't know who I like to win this game. I think both these teams are a wreck right now. <laughs> That's why I just want to take six points. You know, it's hard to – last week's game was so hard to, like, tell, like, how Baltimore was because it was just a freaking monsoon. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, so hard. But, like, I think Tannehill is going to struggle in this game. But I still think, like, Baltimore can't pull away from anybody. Right. Well, that's why I just like the points. If yeah. it was the other way, I'd take the six the other way. I just – I like – that's a lot. Um, you're right. It's hard. And I wanted to take – Another team that I had – well, I'll wait till you're – but I, one of the teams I had was New England, and I decided not to pull the trigger on them because I, I can't base anything off that last game either. The one game I'm co- confused about uh, is this Colts-Packers game. Um, like, the Colts are favored by one and a half, and I do not know why. But that's all right. I, and that's why I'm not betting it because I feel like somebody knows something that I don't know. Um, but uh, – my third pick is the Raiders, plus nine, uh, at home versus the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs this year. Um, I know this is like a revenge thing, 
like they're saying, but I still for, think for a bunch of reasons. I don't know why you'd like this of all the games. This is I'm I like the nine points. I I don't like the nine. I think that Kansas City is going to smoke them. Andy Reid's pissed, and Andy Reid never loses off of a bye week. We've known that for years. They always talk about that. Well, um, that's what Kirk Cousins has never lost or never won a Monday night game, and he just did. It's true. No. Um, yeah, so, like, apparently the Raiders did two laps with their bus around Kansas City's, uh, the Chiefs Stadium, and um, in, in celebration, and that did not go over well with Andy Reid. And he's, like, a nice guy, so for him to get pissed, I'd watch out. I'm stay, I'd am stay away, but... Um, Man, my last two, my last. That's gonna be a fun game. Yes. Um, a lot of points. Um, my last two are both sucker bets, like you mentioned. Okay. You know what I mean? Where you're looking at it and you're going, "Why is this? There's no reason that this line be there." Can I guess one of them? Well, you could guess probably both of them. The Chargers. No. You're not betting against the Jets. No, no, I'm not. I'm not giving the Chargers nine points against anybody. Well, it's up to ten now. Well, whatever the case, I'm not. I'm not going any. Uh, no, the Chargers <laughs> can blow. They're they're amazing. I, I don't. If if you see me taking the Chargers, it has to be because they're getting a lot of points because they can keep every game close. They just can't win them. I, I don't know. Uh, no, the first game is uh, is Green Bay plus one and a half against the Colts. I can't figure it out either. I mean. Green Bay, like it's a dome situation, right? But 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 Green, like the Packers. I was actually listening. I think Simmons said this this week. They'd be an awesome dome team. Like they'd be an awesome turf team because they're just fast. They throw a lot. They're spread. You know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking them. I, I think the the Colts keep winning. The Colts won a big game last week, so I, I guess that's why that spread is the way it is. And and honestly. The Packers struggled. Like, they almost lost to the Jaguars last week. You know? Yeah. Like, we both bet them, and we both lost, and it was because they, they played them close. Uh, so, and then for my wild card bet, which I'm – I hate to use, but, I you know, I, I feel like I finally started getting some momentum. I went 2-1, you went 1-2. I might as well start trying to ride it. Well, you know, if I'm ever going to be hot, I got I to gotta think that I'm, I'm getting there. And if I'm not, then it's pretty much over anyway. So my fourth pick is going to be uh, what I think is probably the biggest sucker bet of the week. Um, let me find is the uh, Miami Dolphins giving three and a half to the Broncos. Why are the Why are the Dolphins only giving three and a half to the Broncos? I don't know. Their defense is decent. Um, what's the weather? Let's say Denver. Denver weather. It's, you know that's funny. I'm not used. To, I'm not ready to check weather yet, and I should be because you're right. That's a good call. But that doesn't really hurt Miami. Miami's a like really well coached team. They got a quarterback who doesn't throw a ton. He can run. Um, they've got a great defense. I don't know. I, I kind of think weather would even help the Dolphins. Yeah, it's it's weather's fine. So uh, I can't for the life of me figure it out. So when they were doing guess the lines last week on the cousin Sal and Simmons, like they were like, let's pause before we put this 
out and all running go bet the Dolphins right now before this line goes anywhere. And then when Simmons was doing his, like, bets, he's like, I don't know why this is still this way, and it scares me that it is, so I'm staying away. Um, but, yeah, so that's my four picks. I, I need it to try to catch you as I'm five games down, and we're in uh, – what week is it? Week 10? Yeah, 11. Week 11. So, you know, if I'm going to make my move, i got to make it now. Um, good, good luck there, buddy. I'm sure you mean it. <laughs> Let me ask you, when you watch these games, do you do you think about who I – I don't, I don't think you do because you ask me sometimes, like, who do you have again? Yeah, like, I do. No, I follow up. I definitely follow up. Okay. I, I I always I always forget like maybe like one that you bet, but I definitely uh, am following your uh, picks for sure. My friend Peter, uh, our, one of our only listeners, he texted me the other day and just said you need to start Costanzaing yourself, like picking the opposite. Because, oh, yeah. but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, this was basically an idea we came up. Well, I came up with. Uh, wait, before we get into this, we, I I don't know when the morning when we're talking about the morning show. Wait, yeah. Before you before you do this, hold on. There was I wanted to tell you about something that I just saw. I'm trying. I was trying to remember what it was this whole time, and I wound up watching. This goes. I'm sorry for this uh, quick cutaway. Okay, from because I just reminded myself of something I watched yesterday. So go ahead. Okay. Um, I just watched that Colin Quinn special with them in the cars doing stand-up. And I thought it was really good. The stand-up's not very good, but that's kind of what makes it good. Because they're all like just ripping on each other. And I, I watched it because I was watching the uh, Comedy Store documentary that you were telling me to watch. Yeah. And... I'm going to tell you, so I'm only, only through the second episode. And you were saying that there's some Stephen Wright stuff, and I didn't even think about it. And they're going through some old clips, and an old clip of him comes up. And I laughed so I laughed so hard that, like, it was one of those things where you had to pause it because I couldn't stop laughing. And it just came out of nowhere. It was such a stupid joke. He said, I went to the hardware store the other day to buy some used paint. It came in the shape of a house. Yeah. That's like one of the funniest freaking albums like that's ever been. I, here, look at this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I bought it for a dollar after watching that comedy store album. Uh, I, I didn't even think about I mean, that's not even what you're talking about with him, right? Like they get into him later. Yeah, no. They In the third episode, they talk more, a little bit more about like how he went like they show you his first like Tonight Show appearance and how he was like freaked out and all nervous and shit. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, he was just it was just that one line and they just interviewed him like real quick. But it it came during a time when there was a bunch of like really funny things. Jerry Seinfeld. They were talking about Jerry Seinfeld for a second. They had a joke of him, of his that I. I so they're talking about how they used to do the young comic specials. This is on the in case you're wondering. It's the Comedy Store. Um, series on Showtime. Showtime. And 
they're talking about how they used to do the young comics at the comedy store and they're showing like the set and they're showing like one joke from a couple of famous comics that did it. And they go to a joke from Seinfeld where he says, if, if you, if all these, if you wanted, you know, and what's the deal with wanted posters? If you wanted these guys so much, you should have kept them when you took their picture. Yeah, exactly. But they're such bad guys. Why not keep them when you take their picture? And so I started to laugh. And then it's followed by that Stephen Wright joke about the used paint in the shape of a house. And I just, like, I just lost my shit. <laughs> yeah, you uh, saw funny. Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. What was the thing you saw? Smart guys. Um, I watched, I wanted to mention this, this new documentary 30-minute show on uh, Netflix called We Are the Champions about, like, dumb, dumb contests. Like, the first the first episode was about the cheese, where you roll the cheese down the hill and you have to chase it. You know, like, that happens in England. That kind okay. of that happens every year. And then the second episode was then was a chili eating one or like a pepper, a pepper eating contest that this guy has. And like all these people eating peppers and burning and shit. And like you figure out who the champion is. I don't know. It has nothing to do with the comedy store, but it reminded me of that. It's called Smart Guys? It's called We Are the Champions. Oh. Clever name. Clever name. Um, So yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Um, we were talking I about the morning. thing on her so bad. I like Reese Witherspoon. I'm a fan. Um, but we were talking about her in the morning show. And uh, I said, oh, we should do it. And we just never did it. Um, so I don't know. We haven't done one of these in a long time. And I thought maybe it would be fun to do it. Okay. So... Uh, you're normally good at doing the the breakdown. Right, I'll go through her IMDb thing. I um, I I'm, not, started... I'm not a huge fan of hers, but it's I started making like, my list of my top five and my like bottom five, and I realized that my bottom five I didn't really have any because anything that she's in that I don't want to see I just don't watch. Right. Like I've never, I, I started realizing like, I don't, I think it's, I, I can't specifically think of a time I was disappointed in something that she was in. I think if I knew it was something she was in that I didn't want to watch, I just didn't watch it. So like, I didn't see Sweet Home Alabama. I didn't see like Legally Blonde too. Like I'm like good. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to like watch that shit. So well, just to, what? Right. I've seen Legally Blonde too. I've seen Sweet Home Alabama. Right. I don't know how bad that makes me, but I'm not saying it makes anybody good or bad. I'm just telling you that that's kind of where, like, why when I started coming up with like my bottom five, I was like, I don't really have a bottom five because I didn't really see. Like, I could sit there and tell you five movies I know stink. I could tell you that the movie she's in. This this means war is probably a really horrible movie. That's probably the her work, like the one of the worst movies. We'll talk about that one. Yeah, I didn't need to see it to tell you that. Like, so I'm good. Uh, I, have, I have notes on that movie. That okay, that was awful. Let's let's start at the beginning. There's a bunch of like well, smaller. Man, Man in the Moon was like 
where she first came on the scene, which was a very emotional movie. I remember it. And from what I remember it, some guy got killed by a tractor or something or like a lawnmower, like, yeah, like a big tractor or something. And that was like the emotional scene. I'll be honest. Maybe I shouldn't be leading this because I would have completely skipped over because I've never heard of that movie. Well, it's a, it was a, they both, it's a, takes place on a farm and she's like infatuated with this guy who lives next door. And then like, I guess like, I believe from what I remember, he starts dating the sister and she gets all jealous and all this stuff. And then like he dies in a, in a freak lawnmower accident or, or some shit. I don't remember. But, uh, and it was like all, it was very sad. But, uh, yeah, I guess like you can, you can, you can start. No, that is a good start. Cause like I said, I would have, I would have, uh, I'm just going to. Uh, one of my, so one of my favorite, I have two favorites. Okay. And, uh, one comes up in 1996 called Freeway. Yeah. Now, when we were in college, me and our friend Drew, we used to watch that shit all the time, and he would text me shit all the time, or call me, or tell me. We didn't have texting, did we, back then? No. I don't know. We talked about this movie, like, a lot. We didn't have cell phones until, like, 99, 2000. All right. Well, we we talked about this movie a lot. It's fucking an awesome movie. And when you had wait, and when you got text messages, they had to count because they were like expense, like right. have like ten cents, and then like five cents before you know. Yeah. Um, okay. So freeway. So freeway. Yeah. So it's a basically like a take on uh, Little Red Riding Hood, um, with a bunch of kind of like redneck people, I guess. Kind of, there's like a lot of like trailer park stuff, um, but this is like one of her. You, the two movies that I that are on my top are like characters that are memorable and something that she doesn't. You don't see her, you know, in her normal state. You know, like I don't know. So the freeway, she plays this crazy kind of orphan who lives in like a, a group home and like basically like breaks out and goes on this adventure and Kiefer Sutherland is this kind of like serial killer guy uh, that picks her up. Of course he is. Yeah. He's a serial killer. The big bad wolf uh, picks her up and then an adventure and craziness ensues and uh, do some really funny uh, stuff that comes on that. Um, so, yeah. So then we go to fear Mark Wahlberg Dude, I hated this movie. I did not. Oh, like really? It. Yeah. This is this might be this is in my top. It's definitely my top five. I know you love this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> I love. I, so this is one that I watched all the time. Well, wait, let's go back to Freeway real quick. Why would you guys watch it all the time? I don't know. We just thought the whole. I know why. Because there's a nudity scene. No, the whole the whole scene where you guys you guys were like. There was a nudity scene? She's yeah, there's like a naked Reese Witherspoon scene in Freeway. I don't think she's that naked in that. I think she is. She's not naked in that. There's she's- a scene there's this scene where uh Reese Witherspoon basically like fucks not fucks, but stabs and fucking beats up 
fucking Kiefer Sutherland. And he comes to court and like his fucking face is all screwed up. And uh, it was like the funniest goddamn thing. Oh my God. And he turns around and he's got like, uh, he's got like his head in like a contraption and his jaws all like open. And it's like, it's like a mess. Um, he tries to like sue her or try to like, yeah, get her to go to prison for it. It's uh, it was great. Um, there's no nudity in it. I don't think. I don't know. Um, I'm look. I'm trying to. Only, yeah. There's no. She, I don't think she's been naked in anything really. So he has. I mean, I'm looking at it. Oh, you know what it is? I'm seeing it. It's Twilight. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't either. Uh, That's after Fear. It's also um, also in Wild, which we'll get to much much later. Yeah, Twilight's Red is the next one after Fear. That's I got that mixed up. Okay, uh, yeah. all right. So, so You're Fear. I did not like that. All right, I love Fear. Um, fear is with Mark Wahlberg. Is he starts dating her, and uh, he's kind of he, he's kind of a psycho. Her name she plays Nicole, and he he carves Nicole forever in his abs, <laughs> um, and starts pounding his chest because. Uh, her dad, who was played by the guy from CSI, is like kind of on to the fact that Mark Wahlberg's a bit of a psycho. Yeah. Um, and she's like this good, this is like her, this is kind of like her prototype for years, where she's like the good girl who's kind of dating the bad guy. They go to the, they go to the, um, the, the fair. Yeah, the theme park and go on the roller coaster and wild horses plays by um, is the cowboy no not the cowboy junk uh, the Sundays to cover and um, one time when I was hanging out with a friend of mine who remained nameless we were all watching a movie and he was sitting with his girlfriend under a blanket and he started singing the song out loud to let us all know that he was pulling a Mark Wahlberg in fear. <laughs> Um, that was one of those, that was my favorites. Um, but anyway, um, she's got a little brother named Toby, who's probably the biggest like wimp wuss of all time. <laughs> but but he helps bring down Mark Wahlberg in their like super new um, lockdown fortress house. Is you know, I don't know. I love I love fear. Um, I remember our friend Eric telling us that he went to go see Fear in the movie theater, and I didn't. I didn't see it in the theater. I only saw it on on video. And he was like, "Yeah, I went with my mom." I was like, "Why would you go with your mom to see that?" And he's like, "Well, we thought it was um, what was the Edward Norton one? Oh, uh, Primal Fear. Yeah, Primal Fear, which came out like the same year. So, anyway, Fear." That's my top five favorite Reese Witherspoon movies. All right, so and like did. in my in my mind, that's who she is to me. Like she could do all these other roles, but she's like going to be Nicole forever, and one or one or two other characters that are close to that to me. That that's who she is. Okay. Okay. I have another uh, thing in my mind about her. So Pleasantville is like so Twilight. We didn't see Overnight Delivery. Don't know what that is. Uh, but the next one is Pleasantville. Um, 
I love Pleasantville. Um, I just watched this recently again, and uh, it does hit you over the head with fucking race relation stuff where, you know, they go back into a black and white thing and things aren't becoming color, and uh, they start doing the colored thing, like no colors in this place, no colors in that place, and like um, they do a little bit of uh, um, To Kill a Mockingbird scene at the end, and uh, I don't know, it's, you know, it, it was very hit you in the nose, like it wasn't subtle at all, but it was emotional. That movie, it hits a lot of emotional notes. I don't know. I like it. And I like her character. Her character is very promiscuous before they went back in time. And then when they went back, like she had to be a different person because, you know, in the show, like no one has sex and stuff. So she had to like change who she was going to be in order to get out of there. And, you know, she basically studied and became like a smart student and that's how she got out. But, uh, the ending, I didn't really care for. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, he stayed. What's his name? Uh, Toby McGuire. I didn't like that he stayed there. That made no sense. But, like, hey, what happened to your son? Uh, I don't know. He's been kidnapped by uh, the TV. Um, but it, it was an enjoyable movie. I don't think you liked it too much. I didn't. But are you just saying that because of my face now? Because I don't think... No, I remember us talking about Pleasantville. Like, I think we went to see this in the theater. We did. I remember. I was very excited. I thought this movie was going to be great. And I like. I remember coming out of there like trying to like it. And then being like, you know, that was just way too on the nose. Um, again, not a huge fan. Of, like, she's not my favorite. So between her and Tobey Maguire, I just kind of didn't really care much for the kids. Uh, that we're supposed to be like caring about, and um, yeah, it was just it was too. It was a good, I good premise. It's just like you, like you said, they just beat you over the head with whatever they're trying to say. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was manipulative. Manipulative. Look at this dog. Just, just, <laughs> just kicking back. His legs way up in the air or spread wide open. Um, so yeah, I was a little disappointed with Pleasant Phil. All right, next up is uh, Cruel Intentions. She does okay. So coming off that, I didn't anticipate liking Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions was a big hit, but I loved Cruel Intentions. Okay, uh, it's I don't think it's a very good movie, but there's just everything about it I love. It's so over the top. So, like, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and be like, I don't like Pleasantville because it's so on the nose. But, like, it didn't, it tried to, it was trying to pass itself off as some kind of well thought out thing. Cruel Intentions was just a flat out, so like, well. yeah, it's well, it's dangerous liaisons as, as, a, yeah. as a teen drama. And it's like, I'm, not, I'm not all here for it. I'm in. Like, Sarah Michelle Geller. To be like she was like the the badass, like the bad girl, and she'd been like the good guy and everything up to that point. And so uh the music was awesome in that movie. Yeah. You know, it's big music moments, a lot of music yeah. video type things. 
and probably the quintessential Reese Witherspoon scene comes up, <laughs> which is when she's driving with Sebastian, who would then become her husband. Yeah. Uh, Brian his, Felipe. Brian Felipe. And he's fucking around with her, and she makes this devil horn face. And it's the most evil face ever made on on screen that I ever remember. And... um and it's so freaky because of her weird chin and everything that I will never be able to get that out of my mind. We used to talk about it. You should, yeah, we should put that as our photo on our on our thing. Because um, you don't remember it, do you? No, I don't. I'm looking it you up. People do, but for some reason, my friends and I, when we saw this movie, thought that that was like, we thought that was the funniest thing. Like, I remember watching, we'd watch this on DVD, and we'd be, well, hold on, let's pause it. See, look, and everyone would, like, laugh at her weird face. Uh, it's probably going to be let down when you look at it now. Oh, I see it, yeah. Now I remember, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing that makes this movie so great is Not Another Teen Movie was an awesome movie, and it made fun of Cruel Intentions quite a bit. Yeah. I love Not Another Teen Movie. It just never, will never get the props it deserves. Well, I worked with the producer, um, and I just was talking. I was like, "Dude, that movie's so great!" <laughs> um, and like, he was like, "You're a, you're a mess." And I'm like, "No, really, I freaking love that movie." <laughs> I know it's like it's not a movie that someone comes up to you and says like, well, yeah. that was an amazing." Hey, movie. Right, right. It wasn't like this movie that you pretend to like because you're trying to impress anybody. Yeah, you, you're saying it because you really like it. So the next movie is what I think is her best role and her best character. And this is who I think of uh, when I think of her is Tracy Flick. Uh, yeah, I think it's her, best, it's her best role too. I mean, for one thing about this movie is when you first see it, you don't realize where it goes. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be like this kind of movie. Um, and it was just, it gave us uh, Chris, uh, what's his name? The guy from American Pie. Chris Klein. Chris Klein was uh, was found at this high school that they were uh, shooting at. Um, and he ends up being in the movie. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know. Everything about this movie was so well written, so well directed. Uh, the acting wasn't great. Um, it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. It was very surprising. Things fucked up. Yeah. Things happen. Um, teachers having sex with students and it's just all it's just nuts. It was a crazy, crazy movie, but it was so great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. Um. You have anything to add? Well, I mean, it's, it's also the beginning of Alexander Payne, right? And Alexander Payne goes on to make a lot of really great. I mean, I don't know. He's he may be getting canceled because of some um, sexual assault allegations, but no, that that actually went away. Oh, good. Well, well, because remember we talked about like Rose McGowan was said that he like did stuff to her, and then he he came back and he goes, "I was in college." from the year 1990, whatever, to 19... Like, I didn't make any movies. And you're telling me that during that time, like, I brought you to my house to watch one of my movies. Uh, didn't happen. 
But okay. I, I don't know who to put. I don't want to cancel him if we don't have to. I don't want, I mean, you know. So uh, American right. Psycho. Um, I know you like this movie a lot. I love this movie, but I don't even really, I. I don't, I don't even remember her in it. Huh? I don't remember her in it. I don't really. Um, like when, like if you told me to come up with like a bunch of movies she's in, I wouldn't have thought of this one. And now you say it, I, I, I think I remember, but I don't. No, I'm not. Like she wasn't a huge part of this movie. Is it true this movie only cost seven million dollars to make? The budget on that movie is only seven million. That is crazy. Can't really uh, go by that. Um, yeah, I don't remember her being in it. Maybe so you don't really go by that. Sometimes it's not true. Dude, USS Indianapolis that I worked on says on IMDb that it was $40 million. We, we shot it for $10 million. Okay. Uh, so it's not always right. Um, I don't know. I feel like that was more money than $7 million bucks. But who knows? Uh, so next was... Uh, An $85 million movie. Little Nicky. The bomb. It's another thing I don't remember her from Little Nicky either, to be honest. I remember her in this. She was like the love interest. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, but I don't remember, you know, it wasn't memorable. Um, so she she joins Adam Sandler, our guy. Um, and then her next movie, she starts her franchise. So you don't well, want to talk about Little Nicky? What do you want to say? You don't even remember her being in it. I don't, but I don't like love Little Nicky either. I think like there's some really funny parts, obviously, and Little Nicky, but I don't like I don't like it either. It was the first time we were watching Sandler and being like, "Uh oh, maybe not everything he makes is that funny." <laughs> <laughs> True. And being uh, in disbelief and being like, "No, it's it's got to be funny. We're just missing something." Um, all right. All right. So then we get to Legally Blonde. This is she made two of these. Um, her character. I kind of liked the character. In she made like seven of these, but this is the only two are called. She was in it, yeah. Um, I don't know. She, I like that they took the character that's supposed to be like kind of like a ditzy or bubbly ditzy girl and made her like really smart and like basically not judge a book by the cover is like the hit you over the head. This is another hit you over the head thing. Right. Um, and then, uh, the only thing, the only problem was Legally Blonde had uh, freaking what's his face as Luke Wilson as like the love interest in it, and like he's just, just so bland. I don't know. Um, I don't know. so the thing that now that I'm like totally like hooked on this money thing, so this winds up making 140 million. Yeah, this movie made a lot of money, and that like doubles anything else that she was in up to this point. The second highest was Cruel Intentions at 76, and that's like an ensemble. Um, so she's now like a bona fide movie star. Like, she's like a box office hit with this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she does Sweet Home Alabama, which is like, was another big hit. Um, yeah, that makes even more money. Yeah, romantic comedy. People loved it. Um who was the was it Luke Wilson again? No. It was uh was it was um no uh, Jock Lucas. Yeah. And, and, that, Pat, and Patrick Dempsey too. Yeah. McSteamy or whatever, McDreamy. 
I uh, I liked Sweet Home Alabama. It was a nice, it was a, it was a nice movie. I, I never saw it. It wasn't anything that I was just like, oh, this is like the best romantic comedy ever. But it was fun. I didn't go see Legally Blonde either. I'm sure that I've, I've seen it. I don't know when I've seen that and when I've seen Legally Blonde too because it's only been on cable. Yeah, I've never seen uh, it in the theater, but I don't think I saw Legally Blonde in the theater. Uh, Vanity Fair, did not see it. Didn't care for it. Didn't care to. Just Like Heaven, did not see it. Hey, did you ever used to rent like movies – from like, well, okay, so this is like Blockbuster. You ever used to rent movies from your library? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, Vanity Fair is like a movie you'd see, have seen at your library. Like, yeah, I agree. You're like, oh, well, it's got Reese Witherspoon, but it's probably about some boring book thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a costume drama that no one, I mean, you have to be in a really specific mindset to enjoy the costume drama. I don't know. Um, but then she wins her Oscar in 2005, uh, for Walk the Line. You're missing Just Like Heaven. What is Just Like Heaven? I don't even know what that is. Well, it's another $100 million movie. So it's another one of these, um, um, it's another one of these comedies. It's with, yeah, it's where he, she's like a ghost or something. And he like falls in love with her. Oh yeah, I definitely saw this. I definitely, yeah, I saw this movie. <laughs> Mark Waters directed it. Who's um, Mark Waters? He did 500 Days of Summer. Oh, okay. Um, so she's a ghost, I remember, yeah. He moves into the apartment and she's in there. Yeah. Spooky ghost. I never saw it, but I, again, this is like, this is why I don't like her is because all of this stuff is stuff that, like, Romantic comedies? Yeah, that I was. I mean, yeah, I just. And I, I mean, I don't mind romantic comedies, but th- this is like when they were beating you over the head with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so now then, comes walk, walk the line. All right. Then she wins her Oscar for playing June Carter in Walk the Line, which I just watched recently again and uh, really enjoyed. The second. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Because Walk the Line is another thing that I liked when I saw it, but. I think if I was going to go back and watch it, I'd find a lot of problems with it. Well, I feel like the performance uh, of uh, Phoenix, or, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a little like over the line, or like not over the line, uh, over exaggerated a little bit at times. But uh, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I I remember it's one of those movies like you, you know, when you used to buy movies. Buy DVDs. It's like one of the last ones I bought. I remember buying it, but then never watching it. Like I got it on sale at like Blockbuster or wherever. Yeah. Um, although this was this is like the end of Blockbuster because that's 2005. So where would I have bought that DVD? Because um, I was one of the last holdouts to stop buying DVDs. I mean, you were. I know you were further than me. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I never saw Penelope. That's what uh, Christina Ricci with the she's got a pig nose. Never saw it. Oh yeah, no. Uh, and then we get to Four Christmases. Um, I never saw Four Christmases. 
this was like trashed by critics. Um, it was her and Vince Vaughn going to different Christmases. Um, this movie made 120 million. It says it's a lot of money. But uh, that's it, okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't really remember anything in that movie. It was very forgettable. Um, yeah, I never saw it. Then we got Monsters and Aliens. I liked, I liked Monsters and Aliens. I liked it too. She was good voice. Uh, then we get to this terrible romantic comedy. She was a good voice. Keep she going. was a good voice. How do you know? So this movie, how do you know? Bombed. Everyone hates this movie, right? It goes on Netflix like recently, like in the last few months, and like it becomes like a hit on Netflix. Like it's in the top ten on Netflix. Like people are just digging this thing. Oh really? Yeah, it has a new life. I never heard of this it. Movie, okay. It says it cost 120 million to make and made 30. <laughs> That's not good. No. Uh, uh, then we get to Water for Elephants. I never saw that. It was okay. Um, and then we get to the one we were talking about. This means war. Okay, so this movie was death to me was her worst movie. Like, she was so miscast in this movie. It basically is about, she plays this sexually, um, like, overly sexualized woman who these two spies, like, fall for, and, like, they fight over her. Um, And it just, she is not that person. It was very hard to take it serious. Um, like even in the movie, like her outfits and stuff, like weren't, I don't know. It didn't work. Did not work. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. She does a few things. I know, I know somebody used to date the guy that wrote this. Oh, okay. He, he also wrote, uh, actually, yeah, he also wrote a bunch of, <laughs> he wrote pixels and he wrote, just go with it. And, um, Role model, a lot of, a lot of movies that you're like, wow, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I don't mean to say that. So just, she does a few things, and then she does Wild, and gets nominated for an Oscar again. Did she win for this? No, no. Um, so Wild was like she was, it was like her big step out of her comfort zone uh, movie that had been going. Went to a bunch of different actors, and then she finally, I guess, decided to do it. Um, I don't know. We should talk about it. This is also when she starts to produce, and she produces Gone Girl. She, like, buys the script for Gone Girl because she wants to play the main role. And then they, like, talk her. I forget how this the story, but they talked her out of playing it and giving the role to somebody else. And that winds up going to... Uh, Whatever the woman who played the main character in Gone Girl was. Um, Rosamund Pike. Yes. And she wanted to get nominated for an Oscar for it. But um, this is when, this is like the phase where she starts being like, okay. I mean, she had produced before. I think she produced uh, a second Legally Blonde. And I'm sure there's other things, but like, yeah, there you go. Penelope. There's, but um, this is when she starts to become like, so wild. She's a producer on wild. She's a producer on, some other things coming up, and it's like, yeah, she starts to tell that she's a smart cookie. Yeah, she 
she starts to produce everything that she's in, uh, pretty much. Like she's a producer on things. Um, but Wild, did you like Wild? I thought it was okay. Oh, I really liked it. It was it was very well done in terms of like you felt all the emotions that they wanted you to feel. But uh, I don't know, it was a little boring for me. Yeah. Uh, Inherent Vice. She had a small role on this, but I gotta just mention this because I don't know. I've seen this movie way too many times. I think now, and I think it gets better every time you watch it. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm with you. I haven't seen it. I've been. I I started it. I haven't. I maybe I'll watch that tonight because it was something I saw that I loved and I couldn't wait to see it again. And then I've like started it and thought about it and then kind of gotten in and out. But I love this movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, then we're hot pursuit. Didn't see this. Didn't see this. It's her and um, uh, more modern family. Vergara? Yeah, Sophia Vergara. Didn't see this. Heard it was bad. Um, well, the posters so bad. It's like the two of them walking, and she Reese Witherspoon's in a cop uniform. It's just kind of like, yeah. I, I remember the posters for that. Uh, then we get to home again. That was fun. Uh, Sing. She does the voice. Right. Sing. Sing's not bad. No, Sing's good. Um, so then we get to home again. Um, directed by, um, what's her name? Uh, Nancy Meyer's daughter. Right. Um, this Allie Meyer Shire. Yeah, it was basically a Nancy Myers movie. Right. Um, to where she is like, I guess like some band members like move into the house because she had just recently broke up with her husband. Um, and uh, she's kind of like, what am I going to do with all this space? She like rents out the guest house or something. And then ends up like hooking up with like young, young guys. I don't know. It's like, I haven't seen it, but it's just, I saw like bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. The only thing I remembered about it was it had, and I didn't see it, was it, it starred that guy, um, John Rudnitsky, who is on Saturday Night Live, who we saw do comedy, and we're like, hey, this guy's got a great Trump impression. He's going to be great next season on Saturday Night Live, and then he got fired after one season. Anyway, uh, that's what I remember about it. I think she starts to move into uh, TV here soon, which is where she's got a whole new life here. Big Little Lies comes up here shortly. It's not on the list. Uh, well, it's under TV. That's why yeah, it's on. That's what I'm trying to like. Move up. So at this point, she starts doing bit of Big Little Lies, which becomes this huge hit. Um, and like her, you know, she starts doing TV with uh, the morning show coming up and all this other stuff. So, And she's uh, a producer in another one. She's a producer in Big Little Lies. I think she buys it Expecting I think she buys it expecting to play the Nicole Kidman role and then winds up being better at the part that she was playing, which she's perfect at. Yeah. I I saw I didn't really I didn't see the second season of this, but You did not like this. No, I wasn't a huge fan. I really liked it. I do like the morning show though. Um and then I guess she was in a wrinkle, wrinkle in time, which 
I don't know. This movie's terrible. I had no interest. I never saw it. I watched a little bit of it. I turned it off. She then produces Lucy in the Sky, which is, I guess, is a terrible, another terrible thing. Um, so I don't know. We're getting to. She's getting into a new phase of her career where she's now doing these uh, limited series TV shows. Little Fires Everywhere. I never. I didn't watch it, but I know it's like pretty popular. Yeah, me neither. It's with her, um, uh, Carrie Underwood or Carrie Washington. Um, it's another basically like drama kind of like Big Little Lies. Um, speaking of that, have you been watching Undoing? I don't know. People say it's good. So I haven't watched it yet. No, I've heard it's good. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. She's had, she's getting into a new phase of her career now that I think like is going to be interesting to see what she does next. I don't know. To me, anyway. She's going to do more TV. Because the morning shit's really popular. All this HBO shit's really popular. So I think she's going to start moving in that direction. Well, I think everybody's kind of moving that direction, no? I don't know exactly what is she's doing now, but, but yeah. So that's all I got. I don't think that went uh, great. Well, but, it's, uh, it's kind of a boring topic. That's why I don't understand why you wanted to do, you know, like, she's, everybody knows all the stuff she's, you know what I mean? It's like a plane. It's not like this up and down thing. Yeah, they're not all winners. They're yeah, not all winners. No, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to have any strong, like, you know, when we did Ben Affleck, he was like going through alcoholism in certain points. It was like, <laughs> There's, you know, stuff going on. When we did Adam Sandler, there's movies that we like because we know that, you know, this one, it's, I don't know. I just didn't, I, I it's about where I thought it was going to be. Sorry to say. All right, buddy. Made in the top five list and it's like, there's no point because we already kind of talked about them all. So it's like. Number one is uh, election. That's all. Yeah, I had no, I had election at one. All right, well, I'll let you get back to your uh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's a lot going on. <laughs> um, I'm going – I'm reading the uh, Obama book. I uh, I bought it, and I was, like, all excited, and I started reading it. And then I um, just peeked at the back and saw it was over 700 – like, 750 pages, and I was like, well, I'll finish this in six years. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm going to watch the uh, New Mutants tonight. You can rent it. Oh, okay. I know it's going to be terrible, but I'm still going to watch it. I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I don't know. Where are you, where are you getting on pay-per-view? Amazon, yeah. How much is it? Six bucks. I don't know. I think it might. If it, you know, let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, all right. Um, all right. Until ne- next week, we have a Tyson fight. So we might oh, yeah. put on the... Uh, I want to postpone the the day of our thing so we can talk about that. But uh, I see what you do on Sunday, or maybe Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. We're, yeah, we'll talk about it. Later.